are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. and welcome back to the dynasty rewind everybody i'm your host michael bauer the best in the business is back in business uh before we get started if you are listening on the weekend or early in the week i want to remind everyone that starting next week on february 2nd we will be switching from friday nights to tuesdays so um again we are all dynasty all the time so our shows are pretty evergreen um and you can always feel free to listen back and make sure like always you subscribe rate and review why is that important? Because I'm the host and I say it so. But if you subscribe and auto-download, we're always right there whenever you need us. And don't forget to check us out at Dynasty Rewind forward slash Patreon exclusive podcast. I mean, I think within the next week we have two pod, two exclusive Patreon pods coming out. A whole bunch of articles. we got a great team over there. Um, and let's let's bring them in. So uh, joining us after not being on in a few weeks, we got Maddie Big Chest. we got Matt Poole. How you doing tonight, Maddie? I'm living the dream, man. It's good to be here, and I'm happy to talk about these guys coming up. Yeah, I know that there's one that you are pretty excited about, and we're going to get to him in a little bit. Um, but let's talk to Porkman. Pork, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great as well. There's actually one guy on here that I really love to talk about, so I'm kind of with Maddie on this one, just another person. All right, and maybe the other other person uh, excites Nate a little bit. We got Nate Christian. How you doing tonight? Uh, pretty good. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. These uh, we're talking about senior wide receivers, you know, a little elder compared to some of the other guys. So, you know, I know Porkman likes these guys a lot. You know, the older wide receivers. I like mine that come with walkers. If you have any thirty-five-year-old rookie wide receiver prospects, like any Vince Papales coming out in this draft, Porkman's probably gonna love them. Porkman was probably a fan of Brandon Whedon. I was not. No, <laughs> not even How- close. How old was he when he got drafted? Like 20... 27? Was he? 28, maybe? <laughs> 27, 28? He was old as crap. Him and Chris Winkie. He got, he got drafted before Russell Wilson and Kirk Cousins. Don't forget. Wow. That You know what, Matt? Actually, thank you for saying that. It just shows that, hey, you know what? The draft is a crapshoot both the NFL draft and your rookie drafts. So that's why it's important that you're here listening to us. We're going to help you guide you through it and your dynasty championships, they're one right now. So let's get started. And we're going to start first with a guy that I'm pretty fond of. We're going to talk about DeMonte Coxie, and he is a six foot three, 200 pound wide receiver from the University of Memphis. In four years, 41 games played, 185 receptions, 2,948 yards. He averaged 15.9 yards per reception, and he finished with 20 touchdowns. So I'm a fan of DeMonte Coxie. Nate, I don't know if I talked to you about him or not. I know Porkman and I are fans of his. Yeah. But um, I think, or is this is this the guy that we differed on? I don't remember. No, we, we talked about this guy. This is uh, also no. uh, Shaq guy. Okay. Porkman, are you okay? Did you, what was that? All I hear was, hey, hey. <laughs> no, that was, I think this is one we differed on a, a okay. tired bit. 
Okay. All right. But Nate, we're going to start with you and then Porkman's going to, I'll tell Porkman why he's wrong then. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So this is uh Brian Chakotis guy, you know, Shaq. He loves this guy, the Monte Coxie. And uh, <laughs> he's got a great frame. You know, he's that typical like alpha X wide receiver you look for in the draft that can really change a team and be a quarterback's best friend. He projects as that, you know, he's, Six foot three, and he's got weight to gain on his frame, but he's already big. You know, he's real big. He has great contested catches. He's constantly high pointing the ball and playing above the rim, you know, snagging the ball out of the air over defenders. He's got good athleticism to get down the field and to bring some kind of production after the catch. He's got good hands. I'm a little worried about his route running, but we see that often with, you know, these big guys coming out of college. They usually aren't great technical route runners, they have relied and won on physicality for so long so that's really where the question comes with these guys like i remember tommy streeter i don't know if you remember that name but he was a guy out of miami i think and he was like a six foot six like darren waller size and you know he was on the ravens like in 2008 i was so excited about him and you know it's just he's a big physical guy that couldn't end up running routes so that's one of my things with demonte coxie here and uh he could also be more physical feel like with his frame he could be more dominating but yes. he doesn't play up to his frame or bigger than he is so yeah, that that's something i had written down he's tough you know he could take shots and everything but he's not overly physical i don't see him you know he's a decent enough blocker but i don't see him mauling guys out of the way to give his running back space he he could just be like you said more physical and we do have a viewer question um nate are you wearing someone else's shirt right now so I'm pretty sure that's my friend Kyron. I once okay. stole his shirt, and he didn't know for like two years until he saw me wearing it one day. But this is not that shirt. Okay. All right. So there we go. It is not the uh, the aforementioned stolen shirt. Um, Nate, man, don't do that. That's not cool. Right, Maddie, before we get to work, I'm curious. Your thoughts on Demonte Coxie. Nate likes him. I like him so far. I'm, I want to know what you think. You know, he's one of those guys who's not going to get a lot of separation because he's lacking that speed. He's a long strider. Um, you know, his route running is not very good because Memphis uses a, 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 an offense that uses spacing. So he's he's used to create space for wide receivers to create opportunity for Coxie. So it's a lot of design plays. Um, he's really good after the catch, you know, he sets up blockers well downfield, uh, but he he takes a while to get to his third year. Um, he is a good run blocker, though. I will say that. I, I did like his run blocking on tape. Uh, because Memphis runs a very zone-heavy scheme, he has to run block a lot, and he did a good job at that. So, you know, I, I like him a lot, and I think he projects to a day-two pick. And uh, my comparison for him is a Cortland Sutton, Kenny Galladay kind of guy with room to grow. Okay. Yeah. I could see Cortland Sutton a lot, definitely. Question for you guys. Um, I didn't think he was great on short routes or screens. I, I think he's an outside down the field guy to me. It's, that's that's where he starts like. out, definitely. Yeah, for sure. I don't know about a day two pick, Maddie. I, I feel like he might be a day three guy, to be honest with I you. I could see I could see round four. Yeah, I could see the third, fourth round. That's his spot. And it's one of those things too where um, you know, because obviously there's you know, linemen and defensive backs and blah, 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 all that other stuff getting yeah. sprinkled in there too. So, um, but hey, you never know. So, Porkman, uh, we are ready for you to be wrong about Demonte Coxie now. 
<laughs> no, I never said I didn't like Demonte Cox. It was just a just a couple attributes that I didn't like. I just felt like he wasn't um, too fluid in the hips when he threw like back shoulder fades and stuff like that. And I just just had a little bit of issues with a couple things. Um, just such it just seems like he's like a more of a team dependent and the draft type of guy. He's going to be going down the field, um, looking like um, what's his name. Looking like like a you know how they looked at DK Metcalf saying but he can't run routes. I feel as though he's kind of in that build. Like once he once he puts that weight on, gets in the weight room in the NFL uh, locker room, he'll be a whole lot better in that in that manner. So if they give him a quarterback that's throwing the ball downfield, it's perfect. But if you give some if you try to draft him and put him like in the West Coast system, it's not really going to work for him in my opinion. So that that day two, early day three type. That kind of fits into where it's at, but also it also team dependent. So if he's going to like a team like Seattle, if it's like him and DK, that's nasty. That'll work for him. But if he's going to like a short intermediate uh, team, like I'm, no, I'm not really sure. I can't think of anything on top of my head. Um, they're really going to have to work with him with his his route running and, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So you're thinking like a vertical passing game off of like play action. Maybe like exactly. if the Tennessee Titans don't re-sign Corey Davis and he could line up across from AJ Brown. Exactly. Yeah. That's actually that's a great great spot for him. Um, hey, little bit of news here. And this is obviously relevant, it's very dynasty relevant right now. Um, so obviously we all have heard that Deshaun Watson wants to out of Houston. Um, we now heard that Matthew Stafford wants to be traded from the Detroit Lions and we are now hearing that not only are the Rams considering having quarterback competition with Jared Goff and what was that other quarterback's name again? John Walford. John Walford. But apparently they are the front runners to get Matthew Stafford. So um, should we be buying any of these guys? I mean, obviously, Sean Watson, you're going to want to buy him. But I want to look at some of the fallout guys here like um, Jimmy Garoppolo Jared Goff, are these guys that we want to be taking a chance on? They're obviously going to go somewhere. I'd take a chance on Goff before I take a chance on Garoppolo. I like Goff, and I think he could still thrive in other systems. He's definitely not going to put a team on his back. He's always going to be, you know, limited. But I could see him stepping into a starting role and being, you know, average, much better than I can see Garoppolo stepping into any role and being, you know, at least average. Okay. I think with Garoppolo, the only the only uh, spot I would probably buy low on him if he was to go to the Patriots again, because it worked for him when he was yeah. there. But anywhere else, I'm not really sure um, where he would actually go and produce. I mean, you got the best, one of the best offensive minds in the league, and you can't do really anything with it. Okay, Maddie, any thoughts on these guys? Yeah, this is uh this Rams news is complete bait for uh other teams like the Colts and the 49ers to get their first round picks. Um it was rumored today that the 49ers offered two seconds and two thirds and the Lions turned it down. So I think that this news was bait and it's not gonna happen with Stafford to the Rams, but we should be worried about Jared Goff's future. But I would still be buying Jared Goff right now because his price is gonna be lower. In a super flex league, you need three quarterbacks usually on your roster. So get Jared Goff to be your third quarterback for a low price. Would you be buying Stafford right now? Of course. Agreed. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Sta- you know, Stafford's got time left He's too. I traded Ryan Tannehill one for one for Stafford. I don't hate Same that. Same age. At all. 
They're the same age. Like yeah, that. I do not hate that at all. I mean, I think that's actually a pretty good deal. Yeah. You know, the last couple of years, everyone seems to think they kept saying like, oh, Stafford redraft only, Stafford redraft only. Why? The guy's putting up numbers. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, he gets banged up here and there. He plays football. What do you expect? Guys get banged up. It happens. Um, all right. Let's move on. I know one of our viewers and listeners right now is excited to hear about this. And so we're going to get to him right now. We are going to talk about Tylen Wallace from Oklahoma State. He is six feet tall. He weighs 190 pounds in his four years at Oklahoma State. 37 games, 205 receptions, 3,434 yards. He averaged 6.8 yards per reception, 26 touchdowns. Not much on the ground uh, for his career. Three rushes, 13 yards, and one touchdown. Uh, Pork, I know you said that you're a Tylen Wallace fan, so why don't we start it off with you? Yeah, this guy is a, a bona fide stud. And I think he's going to be one of them guys where um, you draft him off. The, I don't know how some people might have them. They might have him outside of that top five. But I feel as though he deserves to be in that top tier of receivers that we were talking about, like the Smiths, the Rondales, uh, the Chases, and all them other guys. So I, I feel as though he fits right in with them. Uh, the the best thing I see, because, you know, I absolutely love route running, his route running to me is A1. Uh, I call him a, a hip dipper. I, I call him hip dipper because when you dip your hips and you can go out and you go left and you see somebody else's hips fall down, they dip into the ground. That's the thing I loved about him the most. Um, but I feel as though he has the whole package. He can run slants. He can go deep. His double moves is nasty. But the best thing for me is that if he can also get separation and then if he's on a good corner, he also has the ability for 50-50 balls. And that's, you know, we sometimes we look at guys that have a lot of 50-50 balls that don't create separation. But if he's getting separation and he's able to get 50-50 balls, he's a, he's a beast in my opinion. Uh, hands are amazing also. I think, in my, me personally, I think he's more of a Kenny Galladay type other than Co- Coxie, in my opinion. But, uh, yeah, I'm... I'm late waiting. I might just wait for everybody else to take the chases and moors and get Wallace a little bit later in the first. If I can, if I can do that, if I want to trade back to the middle of the first and take and grab him up and, and grab a second while I'm at it in a trade, something like that. Yeah. Um, one thing that re- he reminds me of kind of Debo Samuel after the catch, as far as just strong, just hard to bring down. <laughs> uh, I liked him a lot. Like you were saying before, his contested catches are great. He could separate, too. He could do everything, really. And I like how he just, when the ball's in the air, you know, if it's behind him, he can move back and grab it. Um, he, he's a tough guy. Maddie, your thoughts on Tylen Wallace? He hasn't had a really good quarterback at Oklahoma State yet. He's had production, so that's impressive to me. Um I wouldn't say he reminds me of Kenny Galladay so much. I like the Debo Samuel comparison. My comparison is if he adds like 10 to 20 pounds, he's Anquan Bolden. Um, this man oh, creates separation. Yeah, um, he He's good in contested catch. He doesn't drop much, and he's good over the middle. Uh, senior bowl, he's, he uh, came in at 190, right? So that's five pounds more than his listed weight in college, so he's already adding weight. So that's a, that's a positive. So this guy is a buy in Debbie leagues right now if, you, if you're trying to get him. Or, and, uh, you know, he, I like Oklahoma State wide receivers, man. They're, they're fun to draft. I like to draft him the second to third round, and he's going to be one of those guys I target a lot. So that's that's my thoughts on him. I, I, I think he's Anquan Bolden-esque. I love that. Honestly, dude, Nate, thoughts? 
Oh, I love that comp so much. I could definitely see it, you know, adds some more weight and he could be that type of player. Um, I think Tylen Wallace is going to be kind of our T Higgins of this year's draft class. I think he's going to be a guy that's uh, constantly, you know, under that top tier. So he's not going to have all the hype and he'll probably have a good landing spot in the NFL draft. Cause let's remember T Higgins was the first pick in the second round. That's basically first round draft capital. But, you know, everyone was like, oh, he's a second rounder, not a first rounder. He's not in that top tier. It's, I think Tylen Wallace is going to be the same where, way where he's going to be in the top end of the second round with good draft capital. And he'll be kind of underappreciated and overlooked for the Moors, the Chases, the Batemans, the Devontae Smith, Waddle, like that tier. He's going to be right below that. He's going to be a great value as a second round pick in a lot of dynasty leagues because he's going to have a good landing spot, a team that invests in him. And... He is versatile, and he just creates production. You know, he can be outside, he can be in the slot, and you can have good routes. He's contested catch. You know, he does a lot of stuff really well, and he's going to be a good value as well. So I love this guy, not only for who he is, but also what his value is probably going to be. Okay. Um, what kind of landing spots do you think? Anywhere in particular you'd like to see him? Ravens. I, I figured you were going to say that. <laughs> well, yeah. Somebody. Yeah. And didn't their um, passing game coordinator just become a head coach? Yep. Worst passing offense in the league and go get yourself a head coach position. <laughs> That's Houston Texans right there. I and want to see him on the Jets. Picks. You, you, the Jets, you think? The Jets with Justin Fields. I would love to see that. Yeah. I mean, that would be great. Linda, you're late. Finally here. We just we were just <laughs> talking about Tylen Wallace too. So what about you're gonna the Chargers. Have, the Chargers could use a I guy like him. The Here's a recap. We, we, we think don't he's like uh, Mike Williams. What was that, Maddie? I was I was giving Linda a recap. We think he's kind of like Anquan Bolden. Yeah, that is a good comp. Hey, the Chargers would be good. I don't think they resigned Mike Williams. What do you, you guys? I don't think so at this point. I mean, he has a full year. I think he has another year with them. So. Who, Mike Williams? Yeah. I think he's a free agent. I think he's a free they... agent as well. I'm going to check right now. I don't know if they picked up his option or not. Oh, we got to find out. Finding out right now. He's played three years, so he's got one more option. One more year. Oh, no, he's got four years. This is the wrong Mike Williams. Never mind. Um... I think they picked up his option. <laughs> All right, well, then they have one more year of him, but, uh, you know, you, hey, it's always good to have. Yeah, they, they yeah. picked up his option. Did you have the Mike Williams from Detroit, Mike? <laughs> well, when Two I looked bucks. him up, he had a, he had a Seahawks yeah. uniform on. <laughs> you had, the, you had the, US, the USC Mike Williams. You were way back. Maybe. Maybe. I don't like to remember him. No, why is that? <laughs> oh, wasn't he, he was with the Lions, right? Because he was on Detroit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was the early. Those are uh, was that top I think five. We took him over. Uh, yeah, we took him over to Marcus Ware, I believe. Oh, well, that's smart. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, all, all our teams have had you know crappy draft picks. It's just how it goes. So. I don't want to talk about our draft picks, Mike. The Ravens. The Ravens took Hayden Hurst over Lamar Jackson. But then they got Lamar. At least Jackson. I got Lamar Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Still. Well, if it makes you feel any better, we uh, we took Freddie Mitchell over Chad Johnson. And the Lions took Jared Davis over T.J. Watt, so uh, there's that too. Oh, God. Oh. 
and Eric like, Ebron over uh, Aaron Donald. We can go all night with our picks. We took yeah. JJ Ortega Whiteside over DK. Hey, look, with Sirianni in town, he's a guy that oh, plays God. smart. Like, so smart. You, we, we should talk about this. He, he coaches. The I don't players. want to, Maddie. I do not want to talk about that clown. Today. Neither did he. Neither did he want to talk. I got PTSD press, after listening to that. First press conference as a head coach. He'll be fine. And Linda's chiming in. like a raging idiot. The Broncos took Paxton Lynch. That they did. Didn't they trade back up for Paxton Lynch too? Memory serves me correctly. So. Yeah, oh, oh, I believe so. I mean, he's tall. He he checks the box, the one box. The one box. The one box. Sean is chiming in and saying the whole lead took 198 players over Tom Brady. We get it, Sean. He's not even on your team yeah. anymore. Why do you care? <laughs> you know, you should care about our friends over at DynastyOwner.com. And as the champions of the Dynasty Owner Expert League, we know winning. That's why Dynasty Rewind is sponsored by DynastyOwner.com. At Dynasty Owner, they take fantasy football to the next level. Dynasty Owner is the only place where you can play fantasy football using real NFL salaries. Hey, Joe Burrow is a value now. What about in four years? Winning equals money, and that's why you need to budget your cap to smash your league. So head on over to DynastyHunter.com and look for new leagues opening soon. So um, Sean is saying that he is the GOAT. So whatever, man. No one cares. Who are we cheering for in the Super Bowl, by the way? Do we have any? Like, I, I'm just like, whatever. I really wanted a Buffalo Green Bay Super Bowl. I'll be cheering for Tampa Bay in my Viridian Global merch from ViridianGlobal.com. I'm rooting against Tom Brady. You're rooting against Tom Brady, okay. (laughs) Phil? I'm rooting for Andy to get another one. Okay. I really, I don't care who wins, to be honest. I bet you don't really want to watch it. Hey, Mike, why don't you just come by my house and we can watch the game? I'm not going to drive two hours to come to your house to watch the Super Bowl. I'm sorry, man. That's fine. I'll give you gas money. You'll be good. I don't need gas money. I just said I don't want to make that. <laughs> you can drive home. It's really late. I got to work the next day. I'll probably yeah, go to bed at halftime. So, yeah, I think you probably I did will. That last year. I'm old. What do you want from me? So, uh, but Wilson wants Mahomes to win another one. So, I mean, I guess if I had to pick the Chiefs, but it would be kind of cool to see. See this. I feel like this is the Super Bowl that the NFL really wanted. Oh yeah, it was. So nobody that, wanted Green Bay in the Super Bowl. You don't think so? I mean, except for Bob. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I want a Buffalo in it. To be honest with you, I want to. I want to. I was rooting for. I was rooting for Josh Allen. I love Josh Allen. I love me some Josh Allen, man. They just need to. They just need to rectify their running game. That's the problem. I, re- I feel like the announcers are always saying saying something a little uh, explicit about Josh Allen, but it's like taken out of context, and then Twitter goes wild with it. I love it. All right. Well, enough about the Super Bowl. That does not help you win Dynasty Championships. Let's talk about our last guy. Maddie, we're going to start with you on Nico Collins from the University of Michigan, six foot four. 215 pounds. Uh, so he is accredited as a senior, but he did only play three seasons. He opted out of his 2020 season to prepare for the NFL draft. Um, in 27 games, he had 78 catches for 1,388 yards, 17.8 yards 
for reception average and 13 touchdowns. Do not let the stats fool you. Uh, Shea Patterson is the starting was the starting quarterback at the University of Michigan. He is trash. Porkman would say he's booty cheeks or something. Doo doo or caca, as we'd say at the Bauer household. Um, I feel the same way about Shea Patterson as I felt about Ian Book when we talked about Chase Claypool last year. So if you remember that, just apply that towards the University of Michigan quarterback. Matty, I think you said uh, you've met Nico Collins, correct? Yeah, I've met him a lot of times. Uh, I remember his order from my place at work. Uh, he would get a chicken club quesadilla. And, you know, this dude is tall. At first, we thought he was a defensive end the first time he came in because he was big as a freshman. And, you know, he, we looked him up, and it turns out he was a wide receiver. Like, holy crap, this guy might have to convert to tight end or something. But he is fast. He's he's agile. He's He's good at busting the seam as a wide receiver, which is important for someone his height. Um, you know, he gets in blind spots really well for the defensive backs and he fights with his hands well, too. He's pretty physical for a wide receiver his size. So it's it, he's fun to watch. He could be a potential day two pick that like really increases in value, similar to T. Higgins. Um, this is the guy that I like to think of as T. Higgins this year. OK, very right. nice guy. And he's a he's a great guy, too. So chicken club quesadilla, Nico Collins. It's a hell of a nickname right there. But um you know what I think? He does everything okay. Nothing super exceptional, but I, I like him. And sometimes you just need a guy like that that's just going to go out there and just mm. catch the ball. That's it. That's all you need from wide receiver. Nate, your thoughts on Nico Collins? Yeah, I'm not as high on Nico Collins, I think, as Maddie, certainly. You've also never gave him a chicken club. I've never given him his own <laughs> so I don't have that you know relationship. But... I got Nico Collins pinned for like fifth round in the NFL draft. Um, that's where I have his talent level. I think, you know, he doesn't have the athleticism to be an alpha receiver. He doesn't have the ability to be physical enough to really dominate on the outside. And he doesn't really have the route running either. So, I mean, I see the potential. Um, it, he does have physical traits that you can't teach. I mean, he's a big guy. And... If he became, you know, more of a physical presence out there, and you know, started, you know, taking names and jumping over people to catch the ball, things would look a lot different. But from what I saw on tape, I wasn't overly impressed. Right now, he's my wide receiver twenty-three. So, um, I'm drafting him definitely, but in in rookie drafts, probably not until in this class, probably the fourth round. Okay, so. Fifth round draft pick. Let me ask you this: Who would you rather have on your dynasty roster, Nico Collins or John Hightower Jr.? <laughs> well, I would say Nico, Nico Collins because I believe John Hightower was he a fifth round pick? Mm-hmm. Yeah, six man. He got drafted high. I liked him, but that's that was high. And uh, Quez Watkins was our sixth round pick. See, he was more yeah. a fifth round pick. Yeah, they both suck. Yeah, they they, they switched them. <laughs> Quez didn't suck. He he well he did have that one touchdown that was okay but whatever so all right so we're thinking fifth round pick Maddie you disagree Matt well Maddie where do you think he's gonna go draft wise you know I think he's gonna be similar to Devontae Coxie I think he's gonna be a fourth round pick uh, supplemental third round pick is maybe um, it depends what team reaches on him um, I think Kansas City could use a big body wide receiver like him. 
Uh, I think there's there's plenty of teams that need a big body wide receiver. Even the Ravens could use a guy like him because his change of direction is pretty good for a guy his size. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm really high on Nico Collins because I do have this personal relationship with him, so I have this bias. So I have to recognize that when I, I talk about him. But um, I, I'm going to be taking him at the 301 in most of my uh, dynasty leagues. All right. Okay. I don't hate the 301. Uh, Pork, before we get to you, I want to say um, I did have written down on my notes that Shea Patterson sucks in case anyone's wondering. I liked his blocking. He's shorthanded. Um, I love the way he adjusts for the ball. And his concentration's really good, too. You know, you see a lot of guys sometimes if the ball's not going to them, they just get really lazy. He never quits on a play, whether he's a active part of the ball's in his hands or if he's just helping his team out. And I, I like that. I think we need to see more of that in the NFL too. You know, it's just amazing. You see a lot of these guys, they just don't play fundamental football. It, it's, Mm-mm. they have so much talent, but pork man, your thoughts on Nico Collins. Yeah. On, on top of what you just said though, I think some players just a little bit try to rely on their athleticism too much and just forget about what they're out there to do. Are you there to do a job? You're not just out there just to run and expect the ball come to you. It's not Madden. But what like for Nico, Nico was to me it's just more of a project to me. I'm kind of with Nate with this one. Um, he was super physical, but my my issue with him is that he doesn't really create too much separation. Uh, to me, he looks like a good red zone target um, for just a team that kind of just needs a big body out there. So I don't want to like regurgitate what all Nate said because I kind of agree with almost everything he said with that one, but uh. I kind of hated it because it was Michigan. I don't like looking at their tape as it is. So, <laughs> so just just watching them, uh, just watching the Shea Patterson. It was it was kind of it was it was kind of a dreck. But at the end of the day, he can he can go to a team where you know just for red zone purposes for right now until he can develop that route running because that was a little bit lazy at times. Yeah, I think if I had to give him a comparison to last year's class for how I feel about him as a prospect. He's two inches shorter, but I would compare him to talent-wise, like Colin Johnson. Yeah, because Colin Colin Johnson was very. You wrote that. You did say that yesterday. I did say that. Colin Johnson was. Yeah, he. We talked about that the other day. Colin Johnson had issues with his hands at some point in time, but he was lazy with rock running as well. I feel like Nico's hands. I can kind of agree with that as well. But I think Nico's yeah. hands are better than Collins were in college. Although Colin Johnson looked good when he played for the Jaguars, he did. I, I have a yeah, floor they, for him they, as they well. Him. You have what, Maddie? I have a floor comparison for Nico Collins that I think is pretty favorable. Okay, Miles Boykin. Oh, yeah, but less yeah. athletic. Just a little bit. You know, I think I think that they're both. I, I think that Miles Boykin doesn't play to his athleticism. I would I love mean, to I see agree. Miles Boykin like yeah. do something. Too. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I mean, like he's he, good his, for blocking. His measurables are like not that different. Than it was all, off the charts. Yeah, it was crazy. I don't understand. Now, do you think that might be the uh, the offense? Yeah, it got to be something. He's been. I think he's been pretty decent and efficient with his targets, and when he's given, mm-hmm. give, been given chances. But I mean, he finished the season with like thirty targets. What are you gonna do with that? Yeah, Nate, I think any... got, that has to be a that has to be something with the the offense with that because that just doesn't make any sense. Do we put any trust into Donovan People Jones breaking out late in the year into Nico Collins maybe having a successful campaign? I guess. I could see that. Yeah, 
Because Nico Collins out outperformed Donovan Peoples Jones. Yeah, Donovan Peoples Jones is more athletic, I think, than Nico Collins. Once For again, sure. faster. So, yeah, yeah, explosive. And, and being a good athlete still helps you transition to the NFL. Maybe if you don't have the, you know that top technical ability. So I'm not mm-hmm. sure if that's a, but I know what you mean because like, man, Michigan has so many great prospects. I'm just talking about the Michigan never offense. Developed them and. <laughs> And yet Harbaugh keeps still getting extensions. So they're talented. They yeah. just never got that you know, great coaching apparently in Michigan. So they still have I had a could grow. Yeah. I had a friend who walked on at Michigan, and uh, he decided to leave the team. And when he left the team, he went into the office of Harbaugh, and he goes, um, I'm, I'm leaving the team for academic reasons. I need to focus on academics. And he goes, okay. Like, it was great coaching. Yeah, like. And then he leaves the office. He goes, no, Kevin, come back in here. Come, come back in here. And he goes, get the, out of my office. And he's like, well, how could you what? do this to me? Like, what? And I was like, I, I'm soured on Harbaugh. I will never trust him. Yeah. Well, he's not the better Harbaugh, that's for sure. But I do want to ask you a question, uh, Nate. <laughs> Speaking of the Ravens, and this is a question. I, I, people ask me this. I don't know how to answer it. I'm going to ask you. We have to pick one Ravens wide receiver for fantasy. Is it Hollywood? I mean, it's, I guess it's gotta be right now. Yeah. It's gotta be. If I mean, when we say receiver, I'm talking wide receiver, not, not Mark Andrews, not any of the backs. So he's the best one there pending. I would say I expect him to hopefully be the second best one there by the time the season starts. But Mm. You know, as of right now, he's certainly the best. Uh, I, I like Duvernay. I like the potential of Boykin. I even like James Prochet. I had James Prochet. Prochet ranked over Duvernay going into the draft. We liked him um, last I believe year. I did too. We, we like so, both Prochet and Duvernay. I like those guys, but none of them are ever going to be top fantasy guys. Yeah. It's a mm-hmm. shame. So it needs to be a, a robber bust. <laughs> and just calling him Blockbuster Brown. <laughs> That's about right. That's a good one. That's a good one. So... Um, all right. Well, hey, listen, a little bit of a quick hitter this week, but that's fine. Um, we don't need to drone on about prospects to let you know whether they're good, they're good or not. You know, watch some film, too. Um, again, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. Check us out. Um, we're going to be back next Tuesday, 9 o'clock. Don't forget about that. So uh, going to Tuesdays from now on. I'm excited about it. You guys excited about Tuesdays? Oh, yeah. Very yeah. much so. I think so, too. It's going to be good. To Maddie's excited. So I'll tell you what, Maddie, you're going to lead us out tonight. Where can we find you on Twitter? Maddie Big Chest at Maddie Big Chest on Twitter. Hit me up. All right. And if you need um, headers, if you need your MFL uh, team or MFL league looking good, Maddie's the guy. He could do, you could do anything, right, Maddie, graphics wise? Yeah, I can do about anything. Dynasty by design. That's right. Yeah, I'm starting a podcast. Uh, it's called Dynasty by Design. It's going to be showcasing how to uh, design your dynasty roster. So uh, follow that on Twitter. That's awesome. Right. Go check out Dynasty by Design. Um, and maybe with some guest appearances from the Dynasty Rewind crew, which includes Porkman. Where can we find you on Twitter? You can find me at FF Porkman. And like I say every week, if you need to talk or whatever, my DMs are always open. All right, that's great. Porkman's DMs are always open. Nate, where can we find you on Twitter? You can find me at Nate NFL. And I just want to say something. You know, it's the Senior Bowl. You know, I'm excited for the Senior Bowl tomorrow. I got to go back and watch all the practices from this week. I think there's a lot to learn from Senior Bowl. 
But there's one guy that people are blowing up about right now on Twitter. And that's Kadarius Tony. People are telling mm-hmm. me, hey, this guy's good. This guy's looking good. Well, guess who was talking about him two weeks ago? Us. We were, we were talking right. about this guy two weeks ago telling you he was good. Now, it's the offseason, so you, you know, unless you're playing Debbie, you couldn't have acquired him. You know, it wouldn't have really mattered if you heard it now or then. But just remember that, you know, we're getting into these guys early, quick, and we're going to help you stay ahead of the curve. You know, that's right. So, Kadarius Tony, we we were telling you he was going to be good. Waiting for him to blow up the senior bowl and look what he's doing. Just remember, you do not need to flatten the curve at the Dynasty Rewind because you're going to be so far ahead of it that it's not really going to matter. Nate, great point. Thank you for bringing that up. And if you're so inclined, you can follow me on Twitter at the Empire 85. Unlike Porkman, my DMs are not opened, and I would prefer you follow the show <laughs> at Dynasty Rewind. Again, subscribe, rate, and review. And until Tuesday, everyone, be kind. Please rewind. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening.